Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a Pin and a Napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Headlines Volume. We figured it out. We did the math. This is the sixth headlines we've had with my good friend, Casey Hall from Millard West High School. Coach Hall, how are you this fine Wednesday evening? Doing good on a St. Patty's Day. Oh, I didn't even think about the St. Patrick's Day angle of this. Do you still have green on? Yes, I do. Well, what what a good Irishman that you are this evening. It, it's, uh, it's still probably a little different for St. Patty's Day than it has been in the years past, but at least it sounded like people could have gotten about a little more than they did last year. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, last year St. Patty's Day was nothing. <laughs> I believe, yeah. That's that's kind of we were we were right in the middle of the shutdown right then. So uh, good to have slowly but surely we're getting back to normal. And speaking of getting back to normal, it is the madness. It is the madness. It is time. After taking a year off for March Madness, I was actually watching a little NIT before we started recording here. So it is good to have the brackets back, don't you think? Oh man, it, it's it's one of the best times of the year by far and it's nice to actually have it because last year it was extremely weird and uh kind of felt lost without having uh march madness going on yeah yeah it was it was definitely it felt very un-american how about that yeah that's that's very true (laughs) very un-american so well here's what we're gonna first first and foremost uh let me be clear as we always do when we get into these type of situations uh we have not talked about any picks at all have we case no we have not no okay so uh we talked about the format and and how we're going to talk about it but i have no clue as to any of the picks that coach hall has made he has no clue as to any of the picks that i've made um and so we got uh we, we got our format ready to go, and so uh, let's just jump into it. So, uh, Coach, what are we're going to start with this before we get into our picks. And, and what you'll need to do is you'll need to send me your you'll need to send me a picture of your bracket so I can put it on the Twitter handle. So don't let me forget that as well. All right. Okay. Um, what are your three first round games that you're really looking forward to all right uh first one is north carolina and wisconsin in the south bracket or south region i had that one picked as well i think that's the most intriguing of all the first round games that would be number one on my list um next one is actually not a first round game it's a playing game is michigan state and ucla okay and then another one is uh, Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. All right. All right. I had North Carolina and Wisconsin, like I said. That was way high on my list. Um, my, other, uh, my second one was uh, Oregon and VCU. Um, I think that's going to be a really good game, obviously. Uh, we had Coach Altman here in Omaha for a long, long time, and uh, I, I just, I just think it's going to be a really good game. I think those are two pretty evenly matched teams. And then my third one is also an eight-nine game. It is LSU and Saint Bonaventure. 
that is that is my third really really intriguing uh, matchup in the first round. Uh, but that I think game, oh go ahead that game, that game there could be uh, like uh, back in the nineties with uh, running rebels first one to a hundred might win exactly hurry up and score so we can score more yes yeah I watched LSU against Alabama. Uh, this last weekend, they got they got two or three dudes that can put the ball in the basket. That's for sure. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I was impressed. So, all right. So those are a pen and a napkin. That's the uh, so combined we have. Here's the five first round games that you need to see: North Carolina, Wisconsin on both of our lists. Coach Hall had uh, uh, Michigan State and UCLA, and uh, what was your other one? Uh, Loyola and, and Georgia, Georgia Tech. Yep, and then I had LSU and St. Bonaventure and Oregon and VCU. So those are those are at the top five of our uh, winners here. Um, strongest region between East, West, uh, Midwest, and South. I'll go first on this one, Case. Uh, right. Strongest region, I believed. Now I don't think this is the. Uh, I don't think the best team or even best number one seed is in this region, but I think it was. The deepest region, I, f- I thought that the East region was the deepest and the most balanced. I think when I was filling out my bracket, that is the one where I would write a team, erase it, rewrite a different team, and then erase it, and then go back to the first team I put into the bracket. I, I thought there were just a ton of very nice teams. Now, I, wanna, I don't want to say great teams. I think Michigan right now is the weakest of the, the 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 number one seeds because of the injury to to livers or livers however you say it and uh, but I thought that was the the deepest region and the and the strongest top to bottom region of them all. I I had I had exactly the same thing. Okay. Um, I had the East region. I mean, you go Michigan, LSU, Florida State. Um, Texas, UConn, and Alabama, and all all those teams that I just named are playing some of their best basketball right now by far. Um, and don't forget BYU that was up 10 or 12 on Gonzaga last weekend. And yeah, you could throw BYU in there. I don't know. I mean, I know they're a sixth seed. I feel like they're seed a little higher than they probably should be. Um, but they do. They are a good team, and they did give Gonzaga a good run. Um, but that's just that, – I mean – you got then you. I mean, I didn't even name Georgetown, who won the Big East and looked dominant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that region there, you could flip a coin on some of those games, or if it was a best out of three, you don't know who would come out and win those. Yeah, a couple of these you'd like to go best of five or best of seven. Yeah, you know, but but what will make it magical? It's just the best of one, and so all the marbles are all in one basket here. So, um. What do you have as the, the weakest region, Case? I was kind of going back and forth. I had the West, and then I had the East as well. Um, I think a lot of it with the West depends on what happens with Virginia. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like everything passed today from what was what was put out in publications, that they're good to go, but they're not going to get there till Friday morning. And have to have three tests before they can even play Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if they're eligible to play, that makes that somewhat a little harder than the East. 
or than the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midwest is kind of a toss-up because you got so many of those teams. I think that one week, the one day they could look good, one day they could look bad. Yeah. And you've got Illinois, who's by far head and shoulders above most of those teams. I think. Yeah. Yep. So I, I mean, I'm kind of between both of them. You got to pick. That's the rules. Um, I will go. I will go. I'll go the Midwest. As did I. As did I. I think just, I think Illinois, I mean, I think Oklahoma State, in my eyes, is the second best team in that, and they're a four seed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, not to get uh, the cart too ahead of the horse here uh, with our picks and everything, but um, I just, I just thought that uh, top to bottom, as, as deep as I felt the East was, I, I felt the Midwest was lacking. Uh, y- your two seed is coming from a non-power five conference. Uh, your your you know West Virginia, eh, you know, um, you know. Now Loyola as an eight, that might be a, a little bit stronger eight. But even Tennessee as a five, you know, I I, I just I uh, th- that was my kind of feeling as well as I just felt like. None of uh, I thought Illinois of all the one seeds got the best draw, and you can yeah. make the argument that Illinois is playing better than anybody in the country right now as well too. So they they're playing really well. Yeah, yeah, they looked really good this last weekend. So so that's our opinions here. We'll we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, strongest region we we're both in agreement that it, that it's the East. The weakest region uh, we're both in agreement that it is the Midwest. So. Um, let's get into our picks, Case. You ready to roll? Uh, yep. Okay, so um, what we're going to do, just so everybody knows, uh, we're just going to jump into our Sweet 16 picks, and if there's anything we want to talk about going backwards, like like if you predicted any upsets, Casey, uh, in the first, or especially, obviously, if you pick an upset in the uh, team that's a, uh, double-digit seed into the Sweet 16. Obviously, we'll be talking about that, but maybe if you have an upset in the first round, uh, you know, we'll go backwards from there. If it's if it's chalk, we'll kind of move through it fairly quickly, and and then we'll get into and then what we're going to do after that is once we get our Sweet 16 established, uh, then we'll go game by game, Sweet 16, then Elite Eight, then Final Four, and then and then we go from there. So, uh, just so our listeners know uh, what we're talking about. So. Uh, you want to start with the West? Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, my Sweet 16 in the West is Gonzaga, Creighton, USC, and Iowa. Now, uh, what do you have? I had, I had the same. Uh, I had... USC Kansas kind of that's my coin flip game out of there like I hemmed and hawed as well I I don't know where to go and I think another thing is is the COVID thing with Kansas and who's going to be there and who's not going to be there uh, but if I mean if we're playing today and they're missing two players or whatever they're missing right now I think Kansas is I'd take USC so I mean I we're pretty much we're exactly the same any upsets because I had a couple in that bracket? Yeah. Let me see here. 
I did not have any in this bracket. Um, mm. The only one, once again, would be Virginia and Ohio. Um, and I think that's all depends on what their status is on Friday night, Saturday before they play. See, I that was one of my upsets, and I took Ohio in that game. Um, I like them. Uh, they, they shoot it well. Um, they, they, uh, they got a guy, Jason Preston, he's averaging about 17 a game, shoots it. And, and to beat Virginia, you got to hit threes. And Ohio, uh, has guys that hit threes. Uh, they played Illinois tough earlier this year. Um, and I really, you know how it is, Case, if you, you know, Virginia's not even practicing right now, I don't believe, under the COVID protocol. I don't think they're even allowed to practice. Their first practice will be Friday afternoon when they get there, and um, that'll be about it. I mean, they get Friday afternoon, and then it's game time Saturday. And I think that's just going to be difficult for Virginia to uh, to overcome. I just, I just, uh, I, 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 and I think, I think Ohio is really good, and I think Virginia is uh, with the COVID and. Uh, just everything that's going on. I just I don't think it's a great matchup for Virginia, and and I'm I'm going to pick Ohio, and then I also in a minor upset, um, and I you know I put it as one of my top three games. So, but I picked VCU over Oregon. Um, I, I think uh, Dana's got a, uh, five good guys, but I think VCU has nine or ten. They're back to playing the havoc system. I think they're going to wear them out just enough. And, and I think they're going to pull the the slight upset over the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, I um, I like the way Oregon's playing right now. I know they lost Oregon or Oregon State in the Pac Pac twelve tournament. Um, I just think they've got, like you said, they've got five guys. But I think their five guys are pretty good. And I think, I mean, I know I'm jumping. So round of 32, but I think they could give Iowa potentially a tough game if they stay out of foul trouble uh, and no one else gets hurt because they've dealt with injuries all year, Oregon has. Mm-hmm. Um, they're finally starting to come in their own. I do like I, I like them going, giving Iowa a tough run, but I still see Iowa winning that. Um, with Oregon, Virginia, like we've talked about, I feel – Big thing is, is I, I do like that upset. Um, big thing is, is can can Oregon understand that? Hey, they've got a, possessions are going to be worth a lot. They can't get it. I mean, they want to run and gun. They they average almost eighty points a game. I want to say, yeah. So they're going to want to get them down. They're going to have to understand that they're going to have to learn how to play slow mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, I, I just kind of feel, I don't know, it's just more gut than anything else. That, that's where I'm going with. Um, in the in the minutia of minutia, because we both had USC over Kansas, uh, but who'd you have in the playing game, Wichita State or Drake? I have Drake. Yeah. Two especially Iowa guys since, being homers. Uh, especially since, uh, God, what's his name, just got cleared that he's able to play. Yeah, one of their guys uh, with the foot injuries. Yes, uh, gosh, can I find his name? Roman Penn? No, uh, Hemp Hill. Oh, Hemp Hill? He's Hemp back? Hill, who was, 
he, who was their leading scorer, they said today that he should be able to play. It'll probably be on minute restriction, but getting him back's huge. Yeah, yeah, that'll be he's, big. He was their best player before he got hurt. Yeah, 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 he's, he's good. He's legit good. So, okay, so we both have the same bracket there, Gonzaga, Creighton, USC, and Iowa going into the Sweet 16 in the West. All right, so... I went first in the West. Let's go to the East. We'll say on the same side of the bracket there. Who do you have in your Sweet 16 in the East? I have Michigan, Florida State, Texas, and Alabama. Okay. Our first disagreement. I'm calling it right here, right now. The first number one to go down will be Go Blue, Michigan, in the second round to LSU. Okay. That's that's my call. I, I just uh, Livers has has been so good for them. I, I think over the last two years when he's when he's been hurt, they're like six and eight, and uh, I, I think LSU um, just plays uh, those two or three perimeter guys that they have that can really score it are are just going to uh, you know find uh, you know that the, Livers is their best one of their best perimeter defenders and he's also got, he gives them 12 or 13 a game and I and I just think that LSU is is going to find a way to win I, and it's going to be close I think it's going to be a 2 3 4 point game but I just I just feel like uh if, if I'm going to call any of them uh that's going to be the one I'm going to call LSU uh and that's my, that's my first number 1 seed being taken out of the tournament there um I hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed over Florida State and Colorado, man, I went back and forth, back and forth. I must have, I must have spent twenty minutes just studying those two teams and figuring out who's going to win that one. Ultimately, I went with the depth and the balance of Florida State, and plus the games in Indianapolis or in Indiana, and not in Colorado. And so the elevation, I think that's a big home court advantage that Colorado has. Um, I think uh, I had Texas and BYU. Um, I think that's going to be a really, really good game. I, I, I had Texas, um, and then I think Alabama and UConn is going to be a really, really good game. Uh, I just don't know if UConn has enough offense. I've seen them play enough this year where if, if Boatwright isn't scoring, they struggle to score as a team as a whole sometimes. They go through long offensive droughts, and, and I think Alabama just has a little bit more offense. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I had a lot of, in this bracket here, I had a lot of, okay, where do I go? Who do I pick? Um, I almost took Georgetown to make it to the Sweet 16. Um, I know they're playing well right now. Um, What they did, uh, both Villanova, who's injured, but what they did to Creighton, who was full strength, um, was shocking, but not shocking. Mm -hmm. They're long, they're athletic. Um, I almost had them beating Florida State and jumping to the next to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I do have. So you picked Georgetown over Colorado. Yes. Okay. That wow. Was, that was my, that was my first upset. Okay. And it's a twelve-five. You got to have a twelve-five. And then my second upset actually was Michigan State uh, beating BYU. Wow. So and you're going Michigan State over UCLA and then BYU. And then I and I. I said possibly they could beat Texas. Wow. 
As the calendar says, it says March, February, Izzo, correct? <laughs> you are in the Izzone. I mean, I, I I know they've struggled this year. Um, I just, I, I think a team that Tom Izzo coaches finds a way somehow. I mean, I don't know if they get that far, but I just marked, those were two of my upsets. Um, and then my third one actually was in this bracket too, UConn making the Sweet 16. I just feel like this bracket is so up and down, you don't know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So did, um, you, did you have UConn or Alabama in the Sweet 16? I had Alabama. But you but almost I, picked UConn. But I almost did. I yeah. just put them as potential, I had it in quotes, kind of potential upset. I had Alabama. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, I mean, depending on... Like what you said with Book Knight, what he can do. Uh, I think R.J. Cole for them is going to be huge um, to, for them to make a run. Him playing point guard, if he can handle the ball, break down defenses, that's going to be a big thing. Yeah. But well, I, think I, Al, I think Alabama with with uh, Petty. Uh, Petty's one of the best players by far in the country. And then uh, – Herbert Jones, I mean, he was... He's good. He was, what, wasn't he SEC Player of the Year? Yep. I mean, they just are so athletic from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think they'll just, I mean, I think they'll be fine. But I just, those were the, those were, as we were talking about upsets, those were kind of the three teams that I, I don't know if I'd say upset, upset, but they could be teams to watch. Well, by the seedings... You know, you're 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 calling a couple of them here, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I I I think Georgetown is. I think they caught lightning in a bottle, and they won, and 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 they deserved to win last weekend. But yeah. I I just I don't know. They they've been inconsistent all year, and then you know, so now they're due to be bad again. They were so good. That, you know, what history has said is they're going to be bad this weekend. That's the way I looked at it. But no, I no, I agree, and that's I mean I had them beating Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of my twelve five win yeah. upset there. Um, I think they find a way to get one, and like you said with the elevation, um, where you had at Colorado, Florida State, I. I'm kind of leading the same way with the Georgetown Colorado game. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our next region here. Uh, we'll go to the South region. I think it's my turn to go first, right? Correct. All right. Here is my Sweet 16 in the South region. Baylor. Winthrop, baby. Winthrop. Texas Tech. And the Ohio State. As much as it pains me. To say the Ohio State, I have the Ohio State in the uh, Sweet 16. Uh, my 12-5 and my Cinderella for this year is the Winthrop Eagles. Yeah, I, I uh, let's see. I've got Baylor, Purdue, Arkansas, and Ohio State. Okay. Uh, I did have Winthrop beating Villanova. Okay, so we're in agreement uh, there for sure. I I like I think Villanova's just 
decimated with injuries, even though Justin Moore should be back um, and should be healthy enough to play. I mean, they played in the Big East tournament game, but without your assistant coach slash point guard and Colin Gillespie playing, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I love what Pat Kelsey has done at Winthrop. Um, I think they do a great job there. They've got some, they have three seniors that have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only downfall, I think they beat Villanova. I think the toughest thing is they didn't get many non-conference games, tough non-conference games because of COVID this year. Um, so playing a tougher schedule could be a downfall for them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Purdue has been solid this year. They, they've been, they've been pretty good. They, they haven't never been really bad, but they've been down at times. Uh, I just, I just, uh, again, kind of going with my gut here. Um, I don't have Winthrop season tickets or anything like that, but I, I just feel like they've got the formula. They're experienced. They play with pace. Um, they're not going to be intimidated. Uh, they're really, really efficient. Um, so I don't know. I, I, kind of, I, I felt like there's, there's gotta be one double digit seed in the sweet 16. It's almost a tradition. I, I, I picked them over Villanova, uh, and for the exact same reasons you said, and I think Purdue is, is a little, I don't want to. I don't want to say they're. I, I think they're properly rated, but I know they depend on a couple of freshmen, and I know they're going to be playing close to home. But it's not really going to matter because there's not going to be any fans or anything like that. So I just feel like uh, that's the run. And I think Texas Tech. I think Arkansas is playing really well, but I think Texas Tech has been really, really good all year. And usually, when great offenses run up against great defenses, usually the great defenses end up winning out. And Texas Tech has, as usual, Chris Beard has them playing great defense, and they've been in a bunch of close games. They know how to handle it. I think the Big 12 is better than the SEC, and I think they're going to pull out that that second-round game. With that game, I've got them playing head-to-head. The only thing, the biggest thing that scares me is can Texas Tech score besides Mac McClung? Yep, And and that's a legitimate question. That's that's the big thing for them is them putting the ball in the basket. Yeah, you can play a great defense, uh, but even I mean Arkansas is going to get up and down the floor. They're going to shoot threes. What was it the other night? Gosh, in the SEC tournament, I want to say they were like seven for like thirty-seven and still won. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to let it fly. Yeah, yeah. So, it- I mean that. Can, can if they're making them, can Texas Tech find a way to score to keep up with them? But will they that, make them with Texas Tech's defense? Well, and that's and that's that's another great question. Yeah, um, and I don't know if Arkansas has seen a defense like what Texas Tech is going to bring at them. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a great matchup. Like they say, styles make fights, and and I think it's going to be two uh, two teams that are are uh, just. Uh, it's going to be a great game. And it's going to be kind of like what we talked about with Virginia and Ohio. You know, who's going to win the, the battle of the styles? And, and and in that one, I just, I don't know, I feel like that. Hey, real quick, uh, we both had North Carolina and Wisconsin as our as our number one first-round game. 
Uh, yeah. I picked North Carolina. Who did you pick real quick? I had North Carolina. Did you? Yep, so did I. So I just I think they're playing really well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're finally they've got four or five bigs they can rotate in and just feed it inside. Um, they can score off that, and then their big thing is that they if they aren't making jump shots, they're going to struggle. Yeah, because uh, they don't have the guard, the shooting guards that they've had one or two in the past. Um, Wisconsin, they've got like four eight-year seniors on their roster. <laughs> uh, they're I they're think, older than you and me. I think I, yeah, I think Davison's been there since like 1988. Yeah, um, that's what they're going to rely on. But I just don't know if they have enough depth um, slash uh, athleticism to to take them down. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... I, I think uh, uh, Dick Bennett recruited Davidson to Wisconsin. <laughs> he wasn't even recruited by Bo Ryan. He was recruited yeah. by Dick Bennett. We're, so. we're, we're, now we're going way back. Yeah, it's a way back. I almost I think didn't Stan Van Gundy coach at Wisconsin for a couple of years? Way back oh, when? Maybe he I'm did. Wrong that. It was way before. Might have been when we were in high school. That. I could be uh, wrong with that. Oh, check check your Wikipedia page. I'm checking it out here. I don't know. <laughs> that seems. And I could be wrong with that, but he I... was at Wisconsin for one year. Yes, well, thank he you. Was an, he was an assistant from '92 to '94, and then a head coach from '94 to '95. So yeah, thank you. That was our high school days. I am the well. I, that was my. I think that was well, my first or second sophomore year of college. Um, well, I can't remember my high which. School. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I am the king. Right now, I sit atop the throne of useless March Madness knowledge. And I would not have guessed that. Yeah. yeah, it's what I do. It's what I do, Casey. Um, all right, let's go down to the Midwest here. Um, uh, you're four. All right, I've got Illinois, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Houston. Okay. We differ. Uh, just on one spot. I have Illinois, Oklahoma State, San Diego State, and Houston. And I actually have West Virginia getting beat in the first round by Moorhead State. Wow. Yeah, that's my that's my 314 upset du jour. That's your big one. Yeah, that, that's the big matzo ball there, Georgie boy. Yeah, that'll be uh, like Morehead State. So tough to they always seem to get win that OVC title and make it to the tournament. Um, between them and Belmont and Murray State, it's like they mm-hmm. rotate year on who's going to make it to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I just don't know West Virginia. Like we've talked about earlier, so up or down, hit or miss. Um, I just think Huggins will throw some type of pressure on him, and Morehead State won't be able to handle it. Yeah, see, yeah, West Virginia just doesn't do that as much this year, and I think that's the reason why I think Morehead State will uh, will be in a good position. They've only lost once since late December. They haven't lost yet this calendar year, um, and they, you know the OVC is is usually a 
a pretty solid mid-major conference. There's some good teams, you know, Belmont and Lipscomb have have had good teams there, given some really good teams some run uh, the last couple of years in the tournament. And and I just don't know how well West Virginia is playing right now. And I, I just felt like, you know, hey, if you're going to win a bracket, if you're going to try and look good, you got to try and find those three fourteens and four thirteens that make you look a lot smarter than you really are. But it's really a guessing game. You know, it's gonna. You know, one or two of those are going to happen. It's just, are you going to be the one that picks the those one? Uh, that 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 three fourteen or that four thirteen upsets, so it makes you look like you're a lot smarter than you really are. And and I just kind of looked at all the matchups, and I felt like this was the one that was most likely to happen. So, yeah, no, I mean, I don't have it picked that way, but I could see you saying that. Um, I could see that happening. Again, um, like West Virginia is so hit or miss. Like mm-hmm. one game, they'll look like world beaters and the next game they'll look like an average team from some team yeah an average team or a team from that's never played before yeah um and it isn't the same teams that bobby huggins has had in the past yeah i mean they aren't pressing as much but they're big i mean if if they can make once again if they can make threes if they can get in a fast tempo game that might be more to their advantage um, scoring-wise. Gotcha. Um, I had one slight minor upset. I had Rutgers over Clemson, but it's a 10-7. Uh, not a big thing. I, I think I think they're both evenly really average. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just going to hedge on Rutgers has played a little bit better lately and, and is in the Big Ten. And, you know, I'm always going to, especially this year, I'm going to hedge towards a Big Ten team over an average team from another conference. So I like Rutgers there. Um, I uh, I think Loyola, as much as I really like Illinois right now, I do think the battle of Illinois between Loyola and Illinois has a chance to be a really, really intriguing second-round game. Um, you know, Loyola very simple. You know, you, you see the analytics from their Final Four run of three years ago, and it's almost eerily identical to... Um, the analytics that they had uh, during that run, I, I just think Illinois is just too good this year. I, I think they're 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 hitting on all cylinders right now, and they're so athletic, and and Cohorn is so so massive, uh, just a big strong, and he's truly a basketball player now. He's just not a power guy anymore. He's really really good in the post area, and and uh, but I think it's going to be an intriguing matchup. One game that I looked at that could be intriguing but could be really boring is Syracuse and South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State. S- San Diego State, you mean? Yeah, San Diego State and Syracuse. What did I say? You said San- South Dakota State. Or, yeah, sorry. So- San Diego State and yeah. Syracuse. S- same like, initials. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. SDSU. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that could be a good game, but it could be – for an average or someone that doesn't watch college basketball or basketball that much, it could be a boring game for somebody. Yeah. With Syracuse extended 2-3 zone and San Diego State's extremely good man-to-man defense. First one to maybe 60 wins. I think that might even be a stretch. 
There might and be that like could be a 45 or 50. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a very low-scoring game. Um, I, I didn't I, – I ended up taking San Diego State, but um, I was leaning towards Syracuse just kind of a little bit, just the way they were play, They played in the AC ter- ACC tournament a little bit. Let, and let, I, let's be honest. Yeah. You just you just want to see the two three zone advance. I do. <laughs> I just I can watch that a little longer. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Coach Hall is a is a uh, proponent and and the master of teaching the two three zone and 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 he did a heck of a job with it. So, but I always give him a hard time about him and Jim Beheim. So, uh, but I, I see what you're saying about this one, Casey. But other than that, like I didn't see much in this bracket to jump out at me. I'm kind of I, I had Rutgers as well. I didn't really put that as an upset because I think that could be an eight nine game or mm-hmm. I don't, either team's really that good. It could be whoever makes the first free throw might win the game. Yeah, yeah, that is not one uh, that will not be must see viewing for me. You know, we we talked about our three. Games that we're really excited about, and I I would say that one I'd be like, uh, let's let's hopefully there's a little something else. I'm on trying the other to figure out, I'm trying to I've been trying to figure out why it's a nine twenty game. Maybe it's just because everyone's going to bed and <laughs> done for the day, or what? Yeah, they're just worn out. They're just sorry, Rutgers fans. So yeah. and and Clemson fans. So all right, so we got our Sweet Sixteen set. Um, so now we're gonna go game my game, and we're just gonna spend. Uh, 60 to 90 seconds. I mean, maybe if we really get into it, we'll go a little bit longer here. Uh, but we'll go back to the West region. We're going to take one game at a time. So we're going to break down the next 15 into the national championship. We're going to make our we're going to make our final four picks here on the pod. We're going to make our our national championship picks here on the pod, and and we'll we'll put our we'll we'll take pictures of our brackets. We'll put it up on the Twitter handle, and and so everybody. Can hold us to it, and you can see our brackets live and in front of you. So, uh, so let's start with a little hometown flavor here, Casey. Uh, Gonzaga versus our beloved Creighton Blue Jays. Who you got? I've got Gonzaga. Yep. Um, tough to say um, as a Creighton homer, but I just, I just Gonzaga right now. What they've got depth wise. Um, their top six or six of the best players in the world, not six of the best players in the country, but they've got they've got two of the best players in the country right far, and their two best players are probably um, as good or better than what Creighton has on the roster. Yeah, um, they can work it inside out, and um, if they're making jump shots, they're even tougher to beat. Yeah, I think. And and this is obviously no secret, uh, you know, Gonzaga is. It, most people agree that they're far and away the best team in the country, um, and yeah, I, I'm kind of like you. Um, I was I was excited that that Creighton got a good seed, but uh, this is obviously not a great matchup for them. And and Gonzaga uh, kind of does what Creighton does. They just probably do it better right now and 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 that's not any knock against against Creighton uh you know I would love now if my bracket busts because of this I'm good with that I'm really good with that I would be so happy for Mac and all the guys uh down there 
but I, you know, speaking in it straight from an analytical point of view, um, I, I think you got to take the Bulldogs here. So the only the only thing I would say was three years ago Creighton did give Gonzaga a heck of a run. Mm-hmm. I know it was a regular season game. Yep, but one, two, three, three of those dudes played in that game mm-hmm. and were significant contributors then. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a plus, but I mean, Gonzaga's rosters got Kispert is the only one left on that rosters and they've improved quite a bit since then. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, Creighton's not going to come in scared and shy what? down. Well, well, you know, the, the thing is for Creighton is that the hump for them has been getting to the second weekend. Can they get to that second weekend? You know, yep. you know, they've, you know, both Coach Altman and, and Coach McDermott have won first round games. It's been, can they get to that second round? Can they get to the second round? Maybe if they get to that second round, they get through uh, the winner of Virginia and Ohio, you know, pressure's off. Hey, that's that's been the big monkey on our back here. Um, now we're just going to go out and play. Pressure's off. Now we're playing with yep. house money. And and yep. you never know. And again, Creighton doesn't have to beat them four times. It's not it's not best of seven. It's not even best of five. It's best of one. And they just got to win forty minutes. And so you never say never. But you know, I, I think we're both in agreement that that Creighton would be a, an underdog in this situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the other Sweet Sixteen game on that side, uh, USC and Iowa. That's what we both have. So this is a pretty easy one. Uh, I have Iowa moving on. I think Iowa, uh, and I'm not just saying this as a guy that grew up in Iowa, uh, I think Iowa is just a really, really tough matchup for anybody that is just not overwhelmingly athletic like an Illinois or that type of a team. Um, If it comes to a game of skill, I think Iowa is going to win uh, most of the time, and um, I, I think uh, you—it's going to be a, a potentially intriguing matchup because you got Garza versus Mobley, who most people are picking as a, as a, even a top five NBA pick, possibly uh, coming out after the season. Uh, two two seven footers going at it in the post area, but I think Iowa's just deeper and stronger. Uh, all the way around, I, I think their defense is better, and again, I just trust the uh, the, the, the battle, uh, the battle tested big 10 that Iowa that has, that, that, that Iowa's had to go through. And I believe I, they were seven and one or seven and two in their last nine in the big 10 against some good teams against good competition. So, uh, I think it's going to be a solid game. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think Iowa's going to pull away in the last 10 minutes and end up winning this game. I've got Iowa as well. Um, Evan Mobley for USC is outstanding. He's a great player. I mean, averages three blocks a game, almost 17 points, nine rebounds. Um, They don't have much depth behind him. I know they average about 75 a game, but do they have enough? And is Mobley smart enough to be able to guard Garza if he's going to guard him inside? Yeah. I mean, Garza's got more moves than his – repertoire than most dudes ever had yeah um and i'll i'll i was gonna follow jump on Garza's back and say lead me yeah and then if we as camp 
I mean, I know he played the other day with his ankle, but it sounds like he's pretty close to 100%. If he's playing like he was at the end of the year, that's really tough to beat. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I really see him being – I think Gar- I think Wieskamp, if he comes back next year, he could be a first-round pick. Yep. I would agree. I would agree. And I think that's the difference between the two things. Let's say, let's say the inside battle – and however you way you want to break it down, it's a it's a draw between uh, Garza and Mobley. Um, I think the difference is Bohannon, the McCaffreys, and especially Wieskamp and C.J. Frederick are are going to be better than USC's perimeter players. I th- I think the key was the key for Iowa that you didn't name is uh, Joe Toussaint. Yes, change of pace. You yes, and you know USC is probably going to be more athletic than Iowa is, mm-hmm. probably, I mean, depth-wise, mm-hmm. that he's going to potentially be one that could change that tempo a little bit to help out Iowa's side. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we're in agreement there. We both have Gonzaga and Iowa in the Elite Eight. Okay, we're into the, and as I look at this, this uh, almost called the East Bracket, the football bracket, instead of the uh, yeah, uh, Florida State, Texas, and Alabama. Uh, now you have you have Michigan. I have LSU. So this looks more like a college football playoff than it does uh, an, an NCAA regional. Uh, but uh, I'll let you I'll let you take the top bracket game here. You had Michigan and Florida State, correct? Yes. Okay. And who you got moving on? I've got Florida State. Okay. So we're in agreement there. I had Florida State over LSU. Uh, so we both have Florida State in the Elite Eight. I, I just think what Leonard Hamilton does with playing eight to ten guys that are all really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got Scotty Jones uh, or Scotty Barnes, sorry, who's sixth man of the year. They're saying he could be a potential top ten pick again for Florida State, which they had one last year that was came off Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Williams. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Williams. So it's like. What he does with his depth and the athleticism, um, they play great defense, and their defense turns into offense 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. I just think, um, and I have him against Michigan, I just don't think Michigan has enough to get over that hump. Yeah, especially, again, that the, with, the, the one dude they really couldn't lose, they lost. Yeah, with Livers being out, that's that completely kills their depth as we saw in the big 10 championship on sunday yeah if they were playing guys i didn't didn't ever see play before yeah um all right so we both have florida state in the elite eight and then on the other side of the bracket we have texas and alabama correct you have texas and alabama yep okay i have texas um i think Shaka Smart just – I think he's finally got some guys that – and you know how it is, Casey. You, you just connect with certain players and certain teams better than you do other teams. And I think Shaka has found a group of guys that are on the same wavelength as him, that that, that have his same vision of the game. Not not quite the havoc that he had at, at, at M, uh, VCU, but just – Playing with that intensity, that energy, um, that selflessness, and and I think that's going to carry them 
over an Alabama team uh, that I think, and I think this is the uh, uh, the difference between the two. I, I just again, I really like uh, teams that have ran the gauntlet against really good competition, or if they're from a smaller conference, they're really, really elite, like a Winthrop. Like I said, they've lost one game all year. They've dominated most of the way here, and they're a deep. They're they're a veteran team. And that's that, and and everybody has their own picks and and what their criteria is. But that's what I really like, and I think Texas. I think it's going to be a really really good game, um, but I think Texas is is going to eke this out by. I, I think this could be one of those classic. You know, we'll see it on one shining moment at the end of the tournament type of a deal. I had Alabama beating Texas. Okay. Uh, I just think um, they're playing extremely well. This last weekend, especially against in the SEC tournament, and I I, I understand where you're saying where Texas. The, I I do think the Big Twelve is probably tougher top to bottom, um, minus Iowa State. Uh, yeah, is much better than the SEC, but I just think um, as I said earlier with Alabama and the Connecticut potential matchup, um, I think Alabama's just got too much depth. Um, I know they live and die by the three, but man, if they're if they're on a roll, they can score points in bunches. Yeah. Um, and uh, the big matchup will be the guard. I think the guard matchup's going to be more intriguing in this game than it will be in most games that we'll see in the bracket with um, Texas having three really good guards, and then Alabama having two sophomore guards that are kind of just learning Alabama system because they both kind of transferred in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've played in high pressure situations, but it'll be another level at that point. Yeah. So should be a great game. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you can, you can sit here and that's another one that I looked at and looked at and looked at, like, who do I got? Who do I got? And, and I, I don't know. I kind of went with my gut as well there. So, and that's what I was going to say. Like you look at, not just our brackets, but you probably look at, I don't know, a hundred brackets of our friends mm-hmm. thrown together or whatever. It'll probably be different each time. Yep. Well, th- this is one of the ones I erased Alabama, put Texas, erased Texas, put Alabama, and then I erased Alabama again. <laughs> and I think I put Texas. I think I switched it three or four times. So yeah, should be I a barn burner. Was as well. Yep. All right. So let's go to the South Regional, uh, Baylor. And Winthrop, I had Baylor and Winthrop. You had Baylor and Purdue, correct? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, I picked Baylor. I had the same. Okay. So we are, uh, we, we could see a little something coming out of this, uh, but we both believe that uh, Baylor is going to end up coming out of that top half of that bracket. Uh, competing for the final four yeah I, I you know like I said I, I felt the need to pick one Cinderella I, I think you know uh, you know Winthrop has had a nice run a couple of years ago uh, they've had quality teams but I, I think this is where uh, the magic carpet ride ends um, for the Eagles and, and and Baylor's Baylor's just pretty doggone good and and I think um, I honestly think perhaps the second best team, that they might be playing on that side of the bracket. The second best team in that side of the bracket right now might be North Carolina, who Baylor's playing in the second round. Yeah, no, that side of the bracket is is weak, uh, and I agree. I mean, I think Baylor 
they don't. I mean, that side of the bracket's really weak, especially with Villanova injured and missing the key part. Um, Purdue's very young, uh, and then I mean, you got North Carolina and Wisconsin, who are kind of the old man's on the old old man team. Yeah. Uh, but I just think Baylor's just got too much. I think they're a really good team offensively and defensively. They can t- they can turn the light switch on and be score eighty points before you even know it. Yep, yep. All right, so we're both in agreement there. And then in the other side of the bracket, you had Arkansas and the Ohio State University. I had Texas Tech and the Ohio State University. Correct? Yes. All right. Uh, Who'd you have? I had Ohio State. Okay, so we differ. I had Texas Tech. What do you got? I got Ohio State. Um, I think they've got so many weapons. Um, I think one thing is nothing's been said yet, but I'm assuming he'll be back. Um, If Kyle Young's back, um, that's a huge difference for them. Um, he's kind of the garbage man, I would say. Kind of does the dirty work inside. Um, if he's out, that hurts. That hurts their depth. But um, Liddell's been really good for them, um, inside and out. And then Dwayne Washington Jr. surprised me a lot for Ohio State. Um, he shows moments that he does is disinterested, but then he'll show moments where he's like really good, like he did. Um, against Illinois on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I just think, and I have Arkansas. I just think they're, I think Holtman with his basketball IQ and being able to adjust games, um, he'll be able to mess Arkansas up enough just because he'll be able to either slow it down or pick up the pace however you, they want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, game manager wise, he'll be able to do that. Yeah. I. I just feel like Texas Tech is, and I think these are two very similar teams. I, I think this is uh, kind of like that Texas Alabama game. I think this is going to be a heck of a matchup, uh, yeah. it, it, whether it's whether it's Arkansas or Texas Tech against Ohio State. I think it's going to be a really really good game. Um, I, I just feel like Texas Tech, um, they they've they've lost enough close games that they're due to win a couple of close games. You know, they've won some close games, they lost some close games, but I feel like that's going to even itself out. And and I think they're, you know, it's it's a tough prep situation. You know, it, it's going to be a, a shorter turnaround and with the way Texas Tech defends. And like you said now, again, uh, Ohio State probably has a little bit more offense. And, and I would probably lean more towards Ohio State if they wouldn't have had that four-game losing streak towards the end of the Big Ten season there. But I, I, uh, I, feel, like, uh, I feel like Texas Tech is just due to get on a roll, like they're going to put it all together here and they're going to catch a little lightning in the bottle. Or maybe it's just because I just don't like Ohio State and I've – not like them since I was like seven years old, and maybe I just well, find it hard to cheer for Ohio State too. I don't it, know. it was tough for me to also pick them just yeah. because of Ohio State, but I had to go with my gut. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, a Midwest Regional. Uh, uh, we had Illinois, and you had Okie State as well. Yep. Okay. Um, who you got? 
I've got Illinois. Yep, I do too. I don't think, I mean, I don't think there's much to say. Io and Coburn are just, right now, dominant, oh. inside out. Yeah. They, they look so good right now. Um, they, they are just hitting on all cylinders. Um, you know, even in the Big Ten tournament, you know, they in the semifinal, uh, or who'd they beat in the quarterfinal by like a thousand? Um, who was it? Rutgers. They beat them by like 28. Yeah, and it felt like more. Uh, they yeah. beat Iowa by 10 or 12, but it felt like 20. And even no, though they went it, to even though they went to overtime, three. huh? It was three in the Big Ten tournament. I thought so. Iowa. Yeah, they, they beat sure. Iowa. They beat Iowa by three in the Big Ten tournament. No, it was more than that. I don't think so. I think Iowa made a run late. I'll find out. Yeah, why don't you check that? Uh, nine. It was nine. It was nine. It felt like right, a lot more right. than that. It felt like. It did, it, Oh, it should have been a lot more. Yeah, yeah. As you were watching it, like, uh, you know, I, I I like to say if 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 they weren't if you didn't know what the score was, how would this game feel? And it felt like Illinois. If you didn't know what the score was, you felt like Illinois was up twenty when they were playing Iowa. And even though they went to overtime with Ohio State, I felt like they they were. I never felt like they were going to lose the game. I guess they were up by sixteen. Multiple times in that game, I do, I still couldn't believe that Ohio State came back. Exactly. So, um, I just think they're firing on all cylinders. I think Cade Cunningham is really, really good. I've watched him play a couple of times, but I think this again, you know, uh, I think this is where the road ends for the Cowboys. So, um, and then on the other side, you have West Virginia and yep. Houston, and I have yep. San Diego State and. Houston. So uh, I picked Houston to move on. Although I did think about picking Sandy San Diego State, but I thought Quentin Grimes uh, and just having the best player on the floor. I think uh, two teams that are very similar. Uh, if you've got the best player, I'm going to lean towards the team that has the best player. I went. I went West Virginia. Oh, I went West Virginia beating Houston. Um. Just because you've got a non-Power 5 play in a Pac-12, or a Big 12, sorry. And Bobby Huggins will find a way to win a game. I know he's going against Calvin Sampson, but I, I just think West Virginia's got enough depth to be able to slow down um, Grimes and Mills. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd like This bracket is so wishy-washy anyway i think this if you're if you're in a big bracket pool anybody like if you can get to the sweet 16 this in this bracket correct you should be in the money if you're doing it with friendly wagers not that we would encourage no any friendly wagers in any way shape or form no 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 we would never do that as professional men of leisure so all right so we are at the Elite Eight. Uh, let's go back to the West. We'll just keep starting in the same spot. We both have Gonzaga and Iowa. Will the Hawkeyes break through and make it to the Final Four for the first time since the Lute Olsen-led Hawkeyes and Ronnie Lester in 1980? Or will it be a 
heartbreak like 1987 against UNLV up 19 at half only to lose it in regulation? I would really love to say it would be Iowa, but I'm going to go Gonzaga. Yeah, um, I agree. As, as we've said, like, they're just good up and down in the lineup. Um, I think if I was going to beat Gonzaga, it would have been in, in December when they played them. Yeah. But, um, but. And, and Gonzaga made like 18 threes that game, and Iowa made like seven, which mm-hmm. you don't see an Iowa team do that often. Yes. Um, and Iowa will have played them once, and there's something to be said for playing a team once already, and in in a lot of cases, that usually favors the team that lost the first one because they kind of see it more as, okay, what adjustments do we need to make, so forth and so on. But, right. you know, uh, again, the, the, the analytical part of me just says, I, I don't know how much it'll matter. I think Gonzaga is that good. I think it's going to be a great game. I think uh, you know both teams were easily in the eighties. I can't. Remember. I know Gonzaga was in the. It was like ninety five, eighty nine was the final, something like that, when they played in December somewhere. Yeah, around was, that score. Iowa. I, I mean, I want to say Gonzaga was up by eighteen at one point, and Iowa continued to cut it into it, and I think they ended up losing by under ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I personally think that it might be the most entertaining. Slash maybe best basketball game. Yes, in the NCAA tournament, if, if if this game happens, if it happens for for uh, for the amateur fan, uh, for the non rabid fan, just for the viewing pleasure of things and watching two teams get up and down the floor, play loose and free, and shoot a lot of threes and that type of thing, very well could be. It, it'll be if if people are NBA fans, it'll be like an NBA game almost. Yes, the pace will be like that. Yes, pace will be. Maybe not shooting and scoring wise, but pace up and down the floor, it could be like an NBA game. Yes, I I, I think we're in agreement. I, I you know uh, if this was Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, Northern Iowa, our our hearts would be uh, with with our with our home state. Uh, but analytically, I, I think we're both in agreement that Gonzaga is probably going to move forward, and, and Mark Few is going to go on to a second Final Four here. So, um, All right, let's move on to the East then. Um, we both had Florida State. You had Alabama. I had Texas. I picked Texas to beat Florida State. I've got Florida State. Okay. So I think one thing that's really interesting is it kind of tells you the – the balance and the str- the depth of this region, because out of any of the regions, I think this is the one that we've kind of subtly disagreed on the most. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, didn't we both say I had this the toughest? Didn't you have this is the yep. toughest? Yep. Well, yep. I mean, that's I mean, I think that's where a lot of people are going to be is it's going to be back and forth um, in this whole bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I think Texas. And again, you can make the argument, uh, I think you can make a, a legit argument and a legit path for, as I'm looking at this sheet, uh, the top seven seeds, and I would include UConn in that, you could say, 
especially with Livers out from Michigan, you could say, hey, we can make it to the Final Four. Yeah. You know, if, you know, we catch lightning in a bottle, if we catch a break here or there, uh, if we get past a bad shooting night, um, I think you can make an argument for, for again, the top seven. Um, and if those two or three guys from LSU really get going, you could say, hey, one through eight could make the argument that they could be in the final four. You know, yeah. um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think Florida State and Texas uh, would be a great game. Um, and, and it's going to be kind of like uh, coming down to, you know, that's that's another potential one shining moment uh, type of scenario here uh, in that matchup. So um, I think I hemmed and hawed pretty well on that one too between Florida State and Texas as well. So um, let's go to the south then. We've got, uh, I've got Baylor and Texas Tech. You have Baylor and the Ohio State University. Who do you have moving forward, Casey? I have Baylor. Yep, as do I. I just think, I think they're for sure one of the top five teams in the country, just the way they play. Um, I know they've looked shaky here in the last month or so, but they can hit a light switch when they need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it will be an intriguing matchup as as entertaining as you said the the Iowa Gonzaga matchup has a chance to be as far as the pace and 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 the way the game will be played. I I think basketball nerds like you and I will would watch Baylor versus Texas Tech or Ohio State and go, "Oh man, we you know, we get in our text chain with all our buddies and look at that closeout. Did you hey, oh man, do you see that great out of bounds play and that type of thing?" And and I think uh, that has a chance to be a, a great um, basketball purist type of game in the sense of uh, the final score could be 72 to 67, but for guys like you and me, that is a, a thing of beauty watching how it will all play out, don't you think? Oh, yes, I agree. I agree on that wholeheartedly. Um, you're going to have Baylor and then for you, Texas Tech with Chris Beard and me with Ohio State with Holtman, like you're going to have, and then Drew with Baylor, like you're going to have three of the kind of greatest young minds yeah. in college basketball, I would you say. Bet. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, finding a way to win, doesn't matter. They'll change their MO just for just to find a way to win in the tournament. That's what you have to do if you want to make it to the Final Four to the championship game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be really but I, I think we're both in agreement that just top to bottom Baylor's a little deeper, a little stronger, a little bit more talented than those other two teams. Yep. Okay. And then let's go to the Midwest region. Uh I've got Illinois and Houston. You have Illinois and West Virginia, correct? Yes. Okay. I've got Illinois. I have Illinois as well. Yep. Yep. Um I, I think if I were to pick a bracket of eight, that is the the weakest of the eight eight team brackets. I, I think that's the uh, the teams coming out of that section there, and yes. and uh, I think if Illinois uh, gets through uh, a, a regional matchup with Loyola, I think if Illinois gets through Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State, I think 
this might be one of their, that might be easier, uh, this last one might be easier than the two before it. I think, I, I agree. I think they're, I think their toughest games are going to be round two and the Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, if it's Loyola, I mean, Loyola, Georgia Tech, I think I have Loyola winning that. Um, but Georgia Tech's playing really well right now. Yep. Um, either Won the way, ACC I, tournament. Yeah. I mean, I think that could be a tough game. Um, and then you got Oklahoma State, Tennessee. I would, I'm guessing both of us have a them going through to the second round and like the winner of that that could be a tough game tennessee they've got some tough dudes um if they have fulkerson back i mean they could push illinois a little bit in this week 16 but we both have oklahoma state mm-hmm. uh, with Cade cunningham but i just don't know if he has enough weapons and i think yeah. illinois once they get past those two games it's kind of not sleepwalking a little bit but I think it'll be a little easier, a little easier on the bottom side than it is on the top side. Yeah, and and I think they're just really, really complete. And, and um, you know, Cohorn inside is, is like I said, he's just he's just a really good uh, basketball, you know, really good post player now. Uh, and then Dosunmu is just oh man, I love watching him play. I, I think he's so talented, and, and his perimeter shot is getting better, and he's so quick with his hands, and, and he plays at such speed. I, he's, he's really, really good, and, I, and, and if their supporting cast uh, just stays solid, and then what's the name of the freshman point guard that's been playing really? Uh, Corbello. Corbello. Yeah, he has played really well the last month or so, uh, and if he continues to play at the level that he's playing at, goodness gracious sakes alive, um, yeah, I just don't see anybody in this whole region. Um, if Illinois is hit on all cylinders, I, I just I just don't see anybody uh, staying with them. I just don't. With, with Illinois and Io, who would you compare him to? Oh, like an NBA comp? Yeah. Um, I've got one in mind. I just wonder where you're at. And I'll you tell you have one I, in mind. I do have kind of one in mind. Younger or older guy? Oh, uh older he's retired oh he's well god geez. but he's not but he's not old i mean he's, oh okay all right uh let me see here bj armstrong no no oh, okay um no that's wait I, like <laughs> this, guy, this guy would be he just won a title he's won a few titles in the past six seven years that's retired mm-hmm. but he's won multiple championships yep you're not saying Kobe, are you? No. No. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You got me. Dwayne Wade. Oh. 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 Yeah. I could see that a little bit. I think he's probably a little more athletic than Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Uh, Wade was was thicker, a thicker upper yeah, body at this thicker, point. But I'm of, just of his... the way they, the way they play the game. Yeah. They both see the floor really well. They both can handle it. Um, Io's getting better at the jump shot. Dwayne didn't become a, really a three-point shooter until like his latter years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think Wade probably finishes better at the rim, but I think Io is uh, quicker end-to-end. Like He's more explosive, whereas Wade was is more power type yeah. of a deal. So, but, but I, I see the comp. I see the comp. 
that was the one I was thinking of. I was watching when I was watching him against Iowa the other night. I was like, kind of reminds me of Dwayne Wade a little bit. How about this one? Uh, and again, he's got to grow into his body a little bit more. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Just the, the speed, th- take it, turn, turn and burn, get the rebound, go, push it hard up the floor. Yeah, the whole athleticism there. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's pretty good too. Yeah. Now we find a combo. Who's the combo between Russell Westbrook and Dwayne Wade? BJ Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if many people will get that besides you or me. Uh, there, there, there's a, there's a few people that will that will get that one. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, God, now we're now we're going off on one of our stupid tangents that we go off on yeah. when we're just hanging out. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's really good. Um, Illinois is really good. Um, so let's uh, we we could go on for that one forever, but we're already an hour and, and twelve minutes into this here. So, All right. um, we are at our final four. Uh, both of us have Gonzaga, Baylor, and Illinois. Casey has Florida State, correct? Yes. And I have Texas. Um, who do you got? In your, let's just go straight to this. Who do you got in the final? I've got uh, Gonzaga and Illinois. As do I. As do I. So we take all of this stuff and we narrow it down to uh, you know these other sixty-one games uh, leads to by the time we get to the sixty-third. Or I'm sorry, the other sixty. Uh, this is why I teach history, not math. The other sixty-four games or the other sixty-six games brings us down to this one. Right here, and we both have the same matchup. So, in in actuality, all this other stuff we've been talking about for an hour, thirteen minutes doesn't really mean anything because this is the point we both ended yeah. up at. So, um, yeah. so Gonzaga and Illinois—that's I, I think they're the two best teams. Um, I, I think uh, I think they're both really good uh, stylistically. I think this the, and the pace of the game could be right there with what we talked about with Gonzaga and Iowa. Uh, I think it would be up and down excitement. Uh, uh, both teams uh, deep enough to run eight guys out there consistently. Uh, Going to be a lot of really good shooting, a lot of athleticism, uh, good post play. Both teams can play inside and outside. Um, so I, th- I think it, if if this is the way it fell and both teams stayed healthy, I think this would be one heck of a national championship game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think by far this could be – one of the better championship games we've seen in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. if not longer. It kind of makes me feel like watching the national titles in the 90s with these two teams, if it turns out to that, where it was like UNLV and Duke, where it was up and down, and you'd see 100 to a 98 score or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they've got – all of them have – well, Gonzaga has – two of the best players in the country and Illinois has potentially two of the best players in the country. Yeah. Two, you know, three of the top 10, you know, you got, if this were to come to fruition, according to the AP, five of the top 10 players in the country would be playing in this game. Yeah. You know, that's great. And and that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you would hope for. That's what you would hope for. Unless you're a fan of one of the other, 66 teams you know uh that's what you'd want so so we're both there with gonzaga and illinois so uh without further ado drum roll 
Oops, lost the phone. Hold on. Still there? Yep. Who you got? Gonzaga. Me too. Boy, we're really going out on a limb, aren't we? We are. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to guess. I know we say we're going out on a limb. I'm going to guess if you had to look at probably, if you looked at the 100 brackets, I'd say probably 80% of them, if not more, would have Gonzaga winning it. Yeah. And and they're, as you well know, they're, they're a different mid-major than most mid-majors that have gone undefeated or have had a sparkling record. Um it's kind of almost to the point, it's not by their choice that they're a mid-major, quote-unquote, and they're playing in the conference that they're playing in. Uh, they go out and they wanted to find Virginia and Iowa and West Virginia and some of these other schools this year to challenge themselves in the non-conference. And, and you might wonder a little bit, does that kind of come and bite them in the butt a little bit at the end? Maybe, maybe not, but, uh, you know, the, the eye test... It's it's really really hard to uh, to not say that right now these are the two best teams, uh, and that you know on most nights uh, Gonzaga would probably win. However, let's say Jalen Suggs gets in foul trouble and uh, Cohorn uh, goes nuts early and gets position and gets four or five dunks early like he did against Ohio State and. Uh, you know, that type of thing. I mean, you know, it's not beyond the realm of, of possibility. I think, you know, in some ways you almost have to look at this bracket like, okay, who can beat Gonzaga? I think Iowa can. I think Baylor could. I think Illinois could. And I think Michigan at full strength could. But we're not going to get that because... But, yeah, but we're not going to get that. That's, that's what I mean. So logically you have Iowa... Uh, and, and the reason I say that about Iowa, again, they've played them once. And, and so yeah. uh, Iowa is is not as good right now as Baylor or Illinois, but they do have the advantage of playing them before. So they're so they're they're gonna be a little bit more prepared than you know, they're they're able to overcome that a little bit more than another team of Iowa's ilk if it was the first time that they have played them. That's why I say that. And maybe I, I could very well be wrong. Uh, but, yeah. but Iowa, Baylor, Illinois, and Honestly, that's that's about the only three teams that I see that have a have a legitimate like you could you could make the argument that on a given night uh, they would have a better than one or two out of ten chance of beating Gonzaga. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and that's no I, knock against Creighton or Virginia or anybody else that might match up with them earlier in the bracket. Uh, that's just that's just what I see. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree. Those three teams, Iowa, Baylor, Illinois, are I think the only three teams that could give them a run. The only other team that could give them a run, and they would walk in the locker room and just scare them is the Indiana team, the undefeated Indiana team. <laughs> just because no one has gone undefeated and won a national title since then. Yeah, and that's going to be a different pressure. I mean, we... You know, in in our lifetimes, we saw UNLV go through that in in '91, and and the the Twitter world will be a buzz if if it gets down to that point. If they get to the Final Four and they're still undefeated, obviously, if they get anywhere they go, they're still going to be undefeated the rest of the way here. Um, so, 
that's that's another thing that they're going to have to deal with now in some ways because of covid probably a little bit more insulated from from the day-to-day interaction just because they're going to be quarantined and isolated so they're not going to have to go to the big press conferences and not have to deal with the tv cameras and those constant type of questions they can just kind of isolate themselves and just kind of play the games a little bit more without that other garbage coming down on them as well too so maybe that helps them in that regard too yeah and hopefully bobby knight doesn't come walking into the locker room and say don't be my record <laughs> or throw a chair at somebody and you're good to go yeah but, yeah i mean i like like we said i, I just think gonzaga's just got too much um they're so well coached yeah and when you've got a freshman who is going to be one of the top three picks in the nba it's just a stud and had a full right offer to go to ohio state to play quarterback um, as an athlete that can play basketball, shoot, score, do everything, it's that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I just yeah, they're they're going to be an awful tough out. I now, if you said Illinois wins it in this matchup, I'm not going to be shocked. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, yeah, I, I've I, just watched them progress as the season has gone along, and, and they have really improved since the beginning of the season, and um, you know. They have a chance. They have a chance, without a doubt. And I think uh, of of the teams in the bracket, the way I see it, for what it's worth, I think Illinois is the one team that would give them the uh, the biggest test, uh, just because they're deep, they're long, they can shoot. They've got the post player inside. Uh, they've got uh, they got another. Uh, 6'10", 6'11", guy coming in off the... So they can match the size of Timmy down low. Uh, they have uh, defenders that they can throw at Kispert on, on the wings and maybe take away that three-point shot a little bit. Um, you know, but, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, if this is a video game and we're playing it out this way and that's all we have to go by right now, um, you know, I, I really think that's our pick here. But I, th- I think the biggest issue for Gonzaga in that game will be guarding um, Coburn inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, because they don't have... I mean, it's kind of like where Garza, like... Garza's one of the best post players of all time, but he's not physically strong enough to guard Coburn. Yeah. And, and I don't think Gonzaga has someone that can physically do that. The big thing they, they can do more than what Garza can do in Iowa is they can stretch the floor even more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just more athletic on the perimeter, can can apply uh, a little bit more ball pressure, maybe turn their defense into offense more than Iowa does. I mean, that was kind of the difference between Iowa and Illinois in the Big Ten semifinal. Yeah. Uh, you know, Illinois, Illinois' defense turned a bunch of uh, turnovers into easy points for them on offense, and that essentially was the difference in the game, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the one time, uh, I, I saw Garza meet his match, so to speak, if there was anybody that he met his match against this year, it was Cohorn. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think he would definitely give Gonzaga's frontline trouble. Uh, I just don't know if that's going to be enough. So we shall see. We shall see. Anything else to add, Casey? I don't think so. I think we kind of went over everything. All right. Well, 
Let us know what you think. Tell us what you think of our picks here. Um, we're, we're taping this Wednesday night. I'll be uh, publishing this uh, Thursday morning to put it out there for folks to listen to. If you agree with our choices, let us know. If you disagree, which probably some of you do, uh, hey, that's fine. Let's 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 uh, let's talk about it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, a pen and a napkin, and and uh, we'll roll from there. So, uh, Case, hopefully, see you in the next week or so. We'll maybe sit down and watch some games together. Sounds good, man. All right, have a good evening, buddy. You too. All right, we'll see you. Bye bye, coaches. As always, let's pray for peace. Let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.